Hey everyone, thank you for listening to another episode of Everything in Me. It's your host, Sam. Super, super happy of being back and hanging out with you guys. It's been a roller coaster of a week. I'm in the process of trying to kind of unpack um, my health, um, definitely trying to figure out exactly what it is that now at this age, the young age of 33, um, well, about to be 32, 33, um, what that looks like for me as far as what works, what doesn't work, um, how do I keep myself as balanced as possible. I'm finding that like greens, you know, I can tell, I can feel the difference, you know, when I'm eating healthier foods versus like bad for you food. So I'm definitely coming out of the stage of like, I can eat whatever I want and it's not going to make a difference, um, which I'm appreciative of because it narrows my choices and it makes me a lot more intentional. But I just thought I would give you all that update. If you haven't already experienced this, definitely, definitely pay attention to what you consume and how that directly relates to your mental state, um, your your health, you know, your body, how it reacts, how it feels, all that sort of stuff. So some changes going on over here, some good changes, doing a lot of better as far as just looking at, you know, what I'm consuming and how that adds to my fuel. Because realistically, you know, I really want to be better at being more consistent, more proactive, more, um, you know, intentional by the things that I do. I definitely don't feel like I'm operating at a hundred percent and it's not because I'm completely ill or unable. It's because I'm not in tip top shape, you know, as far as where I should be or where I want to be. And so I'm working towards cleaning out things that no longer serve me, whether it be relationships, things in my actual home, um, just anything that is not contributing to me being, you know, the best version of myself, which I think is very, very important and definitely a big piece of, you know, what matters and what doesn't matter. Um, housekeeping things, please check out everythingme.com for everything as far as what's going on, what's not going on. Um you know, being able to do live coaching with me, there are still uh, some availability left for that. Um, all that sort of good stuff you'll find there. So please check it out and, you know, stay in touch with everything that I have going on and what's different, what's new, all that sort of stuff. But just jumping into turning pain into power. Now that's a very bold statement. Um, and it's intentional. I am intentionally putting the title for a reason. This is something that kind of has been my secret sauce. This has definitely been a piece of me that I have been extremely proud of, extremely, extremely, extremely proud of, simply because it is allowed me to rise when people have gone low. And let's talk about pain. Let's talk about what I mean by pain. Oh, there's so many forms of it. There is betrayal, there's abandonment, there's trust issues, there's love, you know, not understanding completely what love is and what love looks and feels like. Um, there's so many pieces of pain that exist as far as like not being able to fulfill, you know, really be authentic, not being heard, not being seen, all of those um, unfortunate situations have definitely um, plagued me in different categories, different ways, different times, periods of my life. And it's always been something that I wrestle with because, you know, you have to take the good with the bad and the bad with the good. And 
I think as I was growing up, I definitely was a lot more um, of an introvert and isolated myself because I just didn't know how to manage the emotions that I was feeling and what, what I was going through and what I was dealing with, dealing with, you know, my father being, you know, going outside the house and and finding somebody else and, you know, shifting the dynamic and also being unavailable. So not being a very active father, my mom kind of doing the bare minimum as far as taking care of us, not showing up for us, kind of just saying, well, you know, it'll be a, a village thing because I really just don't, I'm not as active. I'm not as hands-on as you may need me to be. It's just not my thing. That's just not who I am. Um, she was definitely an acts of service type of individual. So if you're familiar with the five love languages, that was definitely the way to her heart and still is. Um, but for me, I definitely needed someone who was played more quality time. And that wasn't something I could get from her. She's, she preferred to spend time by herself. And then obviously my father not being around. So there was a lot of things that created gray areas, a lot of gray areas in my life. And that was very uncomfortable for me. So having to try to figure out how to blossom in a place that's very shaded, there isn't really that much sunshine. And I don't mean literally, it's more of like, there's not enough effort put into um, just seeing the scalability of being able to draw the curtains back and um, see the view. That wasn't really a thing. It wasn't really intentional in that sense. And it was really unfortunate because I definitely suffered. I suffered a lot. And that's why healing and the process of healing is so important to me, but also so much of my responsibility and so much of what I do behind the scenes to make sure that I can reap the benefits and I can um, you know, shift and heal and also change the cycle that exists. I think culturally, um, I had to deal with a lot of disconnect because the task was to raise your child, but that didn't necessarily mean meet them at their needs and understand their needs and adapt to that. It was more of what are the things that I'm required to do, what is necessary for them to stay alive. So providing by, you know, making sure there's food on the table, making sure they have a place that's clean, that's safe, um, and, you know, keeping them going. But as far as investing in them, you know, your um, values, it's also was, I would say, pretty important. It was more of like, that's kind of my job as a parent to, to explain to you manners and, you know, taking care of your things and all that sort of stuff. But as far as understanding who you're dealing with, studying them, um, getting into their interests, identifying ways that you guys can connect, um, hearing their experiences in life and how that could generate healing and a better um, context as far as how to handle certain things. That piece was not there. That was there. No, that, that wasn't there. And that disconnect caused me, it's like, you know, when you have so much idle time or downtime, it causes you to start trying to find ways to fill up your time, you know, because you're like, well, I'm not going to hang out with my mom. We're not doing a family puzzle or we're not doing anything that's, you know, connecting us. Um, by the grace of God, my sister was very, very involved and invested in our, in our family life and still is to this day. But, um, it definitely created some kind of like insecurities in me of, 
Am I not good enough to spend time with? Does it not make sense? And that shows up in my relationships, um, especially. And that's something that I've had to dismantle, understand, process. And I'm still learning. I'm still trying to figure it out. People don't listen for all of you parents out there. I highly, highly recommend you really, really, really cherish the gift that is parenthood and parents of all different capacities and even village members. So people who are, you know, either being relied on or asked or, you know, um, desired to take on responsibility or helping or assisting, all that sort of stuff. Please, please, please. Childhood is such a short amount of time and the rest of your life, you're an adult figuring it out. It's so impressionable at so many ages, so many stages. There's a lot of obviously firsts and having a healthy, having a thriving um, foot forward is so essential. And it doesn't necessarily have to mean that you give them the world. It's, It's more of like, give them the tools, give them the access, model the behavior. You know, all of those sort of things are so imperative. Yes, you know, children are going to have their own personalities and their own ways of dealing with things. But please, if you can make the effort to offer and give and share the, um, just share the gift of, you know, the best, best versions of you with them and, um, communicate, find ways to communicate that work well and learn language enough to be able to express yourself because it makes a world of a difference. Now, diving deeper into pain, I have been let down so many times by my parents, um, by other people, relationships, and it causes resentment. It causes a bitter bitterness to want to 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 grow in that in that garden. Um, it's it's definitely something that takes some work as far as weeding it out and understanding and figuring out ways to um, to disassemble all of the fear and the frustration and the you know um, chaos that that exists. Um, it's, it's challenging. It's hard. It's really, really hard. And what I would recommend, especially for somebody who's trying to pinpoint and recognize the pain that they've experienced, you want to break it down. You want to take your time and understand it. And therapy is a great place to have that relationship and have that conversation in a safe environment. And one major thing I always also recommend, and I actually was given this advice by my therapist, um, date, date your therapist see if they work for you. Don't think that, Hey, you know, people are saying I should get a therapist. I got a therapist and I don't like my therapist. It doesn't work like that. You're not able to open up. You're not able to be vulnerable. You're not able to be authentic. And the goal is, is that when you interact with that individual, you are authentic and they're able to go at your core and everything that's external will not have life. So it's like, you know, cutting the root, there's no life on the outside. It's not going to grow. So, um, 
I highly recommend shopping around and really unpacking and finding one that works for you. I know it can be really tricky right now as far as access and wait times and not taking on new clients, but don't give up on that because it's very important to have someone who is strategic and who is skilled in taking you out of places that you don't want to be in or you you know you put yourself in and shedding light on areas that you kind of overlook that you should really really explore a little bit more. So going back to pain and all of that sort of stuff, it is it's not exclusive. I'm not exclusive in any way shape or form. And the degree of pain that I've experienced versus someone else is definitely a lot larger. I'm pretty sure to you guys listening, you've you may have experienced really traumatic tox- toxic environments and that's caused you to um adapt to life in a certain way and if you're listening to this i just want to say that even you just doing this just shows how intentional you are and how um you you find your your mental state important and you do want to do something about it and it's such a beautiful beautiful thing to you and so kudos to you um you know i can't my heart goes out to people who've had to deal with war or famine and all of these like unthinkable things, you know, losing your family to accidents or, you know, murders and all of those sort of things. It's a lot. It is a lot. I will say, knowing what I know about mindset, it's really about switching that mindset. It's not that the emotions, you know, are easier to deal with. In some sense, they may be, but the fact that you're breathing, you're processing says something. And that's something you want to hold on to because life is precious, you know, and having, you know, a life is, is not for, not everybody gets to do this. Not everybody gets to be here in this place of, you know, and time. And so, um, doing your best to capitalize off of that and to understand that and enjoy that is so important. It's, it's a big deal. And like I said, just kudos to you for, really, you know, looking at different ways to breathe differently and to um, accept life differently and understand life differently. And as you deal with pain, pain can evoke so many emotions, anger, frustration, confusion, um, you know, just debility, like you can freeze really, fight or flight comes up. Um, You can definitely, you know, put yourself into a tizzy when it comes to dealing with pain. Um, some people do really well, you know, they numb themselves essentially to go through it. They're, everyone's really different in how they manage pain and the emotion that is resulted because of pain. But I think if you're listening to this, you're looking at how can I, you know, take this muddy, dirty, you know, frail, you know, water or, um, garden that I have and turn it into something luscious and inviting and exciting. And going back to what I said in the beginning, this has been how I function. And this has been the secret sauce of it all. Honestly, this is that episode for me. And I'm so proud of myself because of that. I think very young, I realized when I sought out. So usually when you're dealing with some sort of pain, you know, at some point, it may not be who you are now, but at some point you reach out, you reach out for others for help. You reach out for others to help you process, guide you, save you, heal you, you, you go external, you do. And I've, I've had my fair share of moments where I'm like, this shit makes no sense. 
can somebody save me? Especially when, you know, you have a single mom who is trying to figure it out and you have a sibling and they're also experiencing some version of pain and maybe a, a bigger degree. And they're like, for instance, my sibling, he chose to be a lot more aggressive and a lot more expressive about how he was hurting versus me. I went to writing and being creative and, you know, creating, you know, um, just false narratives about my life in order to deal with it. And everyone handles it differently. I know I, I've spoken to friends of family, my aunts, my whomever. I used to find ways to stay out, like not have to go home. I didn't, I was that girl who just didn't want to be home. Like I, and it's funny because I'm, it's the other way around now that I feel safe and I've created a space that I really enjoy. But I was that girl who was like anything else but home. I'm good off that. Like, can we just skip that part? Like, I don't want to be home. Please don't take me home. Um, I would stay multiple days at cousin's house, sister-in-law's house, whatever. That was my thing. And just, you know, seek them out to be, be able to understand what I was going through, help me through it. Um, you know, allow me to look at life a lot differently, whatever I could do to really, um, just extract and, 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 you know, get away from everything. Cause I couldn't, I couldn't cope with it. I was not coping with it very well. I was eating, you know, bad. Um, I was isolated. I really did not like that time in my life. And as you go through this process of trying to reach out, you kind of feel you can get disappointed. Sometimes it's almost like looking for a high, like you're, you're trying to escape your reality. That's literally, literally the whole point of, of what I was doing, whether I was asking other people how to deal with it, or I was, you know, escaping my reality by going, you know, out of my way to get away from what was going on. I was finding ways to adjust, you know, my reality and shift it so we could be bearable. But the reality is, all of those things were very, very temporary. It did not last because I could not snap my finger and be in a whole new home, a whole new place and have a whole new life. And that was the scariest part of it all because the reality is legally I had to stay here. Um, this is what God had given me as far as my choice to live life. And no one could help me. No one could fix it. You, No one can fix your pain. Like no one can just, you know, especially with a flip of a switch and just say, Hey, okay. It doesn't exist anymore. Look, I took it away from you. It doesn't exist. No one can do that. And I, I almost like lost my breath at that. Once I came to that and granted, it's not like I came to these things overnight, not in the slightest. It took many months, years for me to come to this place. And now I can articulate it. But in that process, that's exactly what I was doing where I was going through this learning curve, this learning process of just trying to unpack everything and understand everything as far as what's going on. And I remember having conversations where I was catching on to the fact that this was dysfunctional and I didn't like it and I didn't understand. And people were telling me, hey, that's who she is. Hey, that's just how life is. And I kept getting these responses of like, this can't be normal. This does not feel right. This doesn't feel comfortable to me. This feels very much like I'm being forced to exist in a situation that I don't want to be in. Like, let me tell you something when it comes to pain, I think all of us have experiences where we have this innate, um, kind of 
moment and whether we pay attention to it or not, um, where we're like, mm, this doesn't feel right. And, you know, we either pay attention or we don't, or we believe it or we don't, but there's always something like, you know, from a natural instinct of like, something's off. I can't put my you know finger on it, but something's off. Hmm. Now I kept, you know, hearing that and feeling that and, and bringing that conversation up where I was like, I'm not liking this. Like what? This is normal. This is okay. Is this right? And you know, some people flat out say, Hey, nah, that's not okay. That's not right. But never have a solution. Like, (laughs) you know, that's great, but can you change my life for me? And so what ended up happening and this, and this is the part that really, really, I think it was a turning point for me, especially when just trying to, to, to figure out who I was after months and months and years of just isolating, I felt like I needed to come out of my shell. I wanted more. I wanted to cope. I wanted to find ways to coexist with this experience. So the turning point, um, really lifted me. It lifted me in ways that still, still really, really, um, change the way I operate and what create kind of the core um, energy that I operate off of. And one of those things, one of those things that I did was I recognized that their actions weren't a reflection of me. I don't care how close they were. I disassociated. I disassociated because I didn't recognize the behavior. I didn't accept the behavior. I didn't, um, I didn't um, agree with the behavior. I didn't allow the behavior to to be my normal. And that was a big thing because that essentially said to them or to myself, like, it's okay to be different. It's okay to not agree and find this to be um, something that you would do or something that is normal to you. And that's a biggie because of the simple fact that when you have this expectation, there's always going to be an expectation around your parents, around your core base, where your father's supposed to be a certain way and your mother's supposed to be a certain way. And to be able to say, "Mm, you know what, I know that I've been putting this expectation on you all or in general, and that's, I'm not getting that outcome. So that's a huge part of it all. I wasn't getting that. I wasn't getting the ideal or what I would need as a child. Um, And I couldn't understand what, like, what else could you possibly be doing but being the best version of yourself as my mother, you know, or my father? Like that just, that just doesn't make sense to me. I was able to unpack and understand that, you know what, that's, that's their choice. That is their, um, opportunity or that's their, um, that's something that they, they are more than entitled to being able to do. Like that is okay. That is fine. They are human beings. The pain that they cause me, it feels amplified because these are the individuals in which I am connected to by blood and they they hold titles within my life that scream they should be a certain type of way. And the reality is, is that they're not. And that's completely okay. That is their choice. 
my choice is that I'm not going to allow their lack of effort or fucks to give to penetrate me in a way that I can't see straight. (laughs) I can't function the way that I want to function. So diving into myself and what exactly and who I am and what, you know, exactly means, you know, what means what to me and all those sort of things. I realized because of the pain, I was being pulled further away from who I identify as, as far as what type of individual I am, what matters to me, um, what exactly I care about, all of those sort of things started to seem like it was harder for me to get to. And it bothered me. It bothered me that I had to shift out of my space, my safe space, or a space that was familiar to me in order to deal with you. And seeing that and feeling that and recognizing that caused me to say, I can't, I can't do that. And so in modern terms, that would be boundaries. We need to put up boundaries with people that we live with, that we love, that we care about, that we have access to or has access to us. But I didn't call it that, obviously. It was more of like, I need to reclaim my energy, reclaim who I am. I need to, to sit in that. I also need to be okay with not allowing that person's influence or that situation's influence to deter me from this version of me that I I'm, I'm I love, I appreciate, I'm thankful for, that I enjoy about myself. And I need to give myself a voice, give myself a space, you know, give myself the okay that it's okay to be who I am. Because in in all actuality, you are denying yourself who you, you know access to being who you are, who you believe you are, who you enjoy, um, who you recognize yourself as, what it comes natural to you. Now, I want to be very careful, and I want to identify that um, being intentional and being a good person is what I'm referring to. I'm not talking about the set in the ways, the this is who I am and tough luck, you know, defensiveness. I think in a, in order to be in a world which encompasses all of us, we definitely have to find some leniency and some growth around meeting someone halfway, um, connecting or going towards people that we feel more connected to, et cetera, et cetera. There, there's intention, there's a whole like thing behind that. But for me, what stood out was that once I started to enjoy myself for who I was, the relationships around me started to crumble. And it crumbled because they didn't recognize that person. They didn't understand that person. They were like, "Uh uh-uh, this is weird. This is not, you know, the person I had been engaging with for months, years, whatever. And, you know, you second guess yourself because you're like, hold on. I'm causing this disruption. I'm the one who seems like the bad guy. And this is something that I actually talk about within my family all the time. I'm the bad guy. I'm always the bad guy um, in my family. I'm always the person who is like not afraid to say no, not afraid to state my boundaries and stick to them no matter what. Um, It's not always been easy. It's been very lonely, very, very lonely, simply because not everybody gets it. And that's okay. That's fine. I'm fine with that. But it's this idea that who's going to save me if I don't save myself? 
it's my responsibility to take care of me and listen to that voice and listen to the authentic version of me and say, that's enough. And that deserves to be treated a certain type of way. And when I decide to diff, you know, drift from that is when I, when I start to realize I feel like a shell, I feel detached because I literally detach myself from who I genuinely am. Now, <clears throat> There's something that happened in this transition that is is so enlightening. So when you get into that phase or that stage where you are saying, I'm going to be the bad guy and I'm going to stop operating that I used to because I need to change the recipe. It's not working. I need to go to what exactly my heart is telling me or my, you know, my faith is telling me, whatever that may be. You, you, one, you disrupt the, um, the current um, relationship. And that causes sometimes a very jolting reaction where it can be anger. It can be frustration. It can be, you know, confusion and questioning and self-doubt and all of these different things, because here you are for whatever reason, especially from the, looking from the outside, you're like, oh, I don't like how this is playing out. So I'm just going to do something differently. And I'm, tied to this. And that person can easily be like, "Mm, I'm not liking that. I actually prefer it when you dimmed your light or when you adjusted yourself in order to be around me, in order to maintain this relationship. And you didn't recognize that you had all these lovely things within you and didn't care to show them off. Now, that is a very scary, for one, that's a very scary place to be in. Okay. Nobody should want to operate from that space. But two, when you're coming out of that and mind you, this is a ripple effect. This is not only with relationships. This is how I attempt, how I make decisions, how I view myself. There's so many layers to this shift and it's not going to happen overnight. I will tell you this. If you decide to look at life a lot differently or for the, from this perspective, you will see a lot of backlash. That is normal. That is normal. That is like when your favorite restaurant has gotten a new chef or your favorite restaurant goes back to its original um, you know, menu because that's the menu that they feel reflects them the most. People are not going to like it. People are going to complain. Things aren't going to make sense. They're going to seem like, what are we doing? It's not making the right decision here. But if you stick with it long enough, if you prepare yourself to go on this journey of, I need to reassess, I need to realign, I need to give myself the space, the time to blossom, you will be able to blossom and your you know, choice to do that will lead you and will attract you to different um, environments, better, healthier, more m- malleable, more workable, you know, environments where you'll say to yourself, you know what, that was so worth it. And it doesn't, and all of that, you know, as far as the environment goes, it may not be reflective of where you were five or 10 years or whenever you decided to make that change. It may be completely new. You may be dealing with a new set of people, a new environment. And that is fine because that energy that in which you have decided to unveil, protect, you know, show up for, and be in, you know, intentional about is then going to transfer into this world where um, the people or the environments, the activities, the the outcomes 
recognize only this new set of power. And the reason why I use the word power, it is so, how do I explain this? What language should I use? Um, Your power is your ability to remain genuine, authentic, vulnerable, curious, intentional in times where you, in times where you're in environments that would, you know, yield or require or try to take out of you things that you maybe have done before or are running away from, or the pain that, you know, you're still processing. That is your power to be able to walk in those environments and be able to say or to react or to deal with them from a new state and a authentic state and believe in something you can't see, have the faith in yourself that you have the, um, the mindset, you have the capability to be able to do things regardless of what is expected of you. And that is such a beautiful, beautiful place to be in. I cannot stress that enough of how that genuinely makes a difference, a night and day difference. And if we invested in being more authentic, everyone, I feel like there would be more genuine like souls that are tied together and connectivity because you remove a lot of those layers that have been built in order to protect, um, you know, the, the core, but you reveal the genuine, this is as good as it gets, um, you know, energy. And so when I was able to experience that, choose that, walk that light, I, like I said, I dealt with a lot of rejection and abandonment and, you know, moments where I questioned myself of like, maybe I could conform and be more accepted, you know, within my family and be the person that people would call on. But I realized once I walked away from many environments and situations that I realized weren't serving me or just wasn't aligned where I was at, it felt cleaner. It felt cleaner. It felt quieter. It felt more like there was possibilities. I could really do some really great things. And because of that, that opened the doors for better relationships, um, more meaningful, memorable, engaging experiences with people. It just really opened the door for me to blossom and to take advantage of a whole new lifestyle, a whole new choice. And I couldn't be anything but grateful because of that. Like, you don't understand that has been my secret sauce since I, you know, put it together of saying, I'm not going to go with what it was, what is expected of me. I'm going to go where I feel welcomed, where there's love, where there's light. I'm going to go where I'm going to be celebrated, where I'm going to be enjoyed and appreciated. It really started to make things a lot easier for me to process and deal with and um, go through because of the simple fact that I no longer was, you know, bound by the expectations and the disappointment and the stress of everything that I was trying to extract and understand. 
it was more leaning towards the fact that I was where I was supposed to be all along because my heart feels it. My energy is drawing me there and entrusting yourself in, you know, leading you to where you're supposed to be. I'm able to have a, a clear conversation with God and, you know, hear him out versus reacting and kind of finding my way within everyone else and everything else that I'm a part of. It lifted so many different different pieces of me and put me in a place where I'm so grateful for because having that power helps me decide things and stick with them. So for instance, when you become the bad guy and to be more specific, what I call the shit list, where a lot of people just don't like you. They don't want to be around you. And for people who enjoy people liking them, it is exhausting. It is exhausting to have everyone like you because everyone may not even like themselves. So for you to then react and become that person that they do like, kudos to you. Good luck to you. Not my thing. Just not even close to it. I'm not doing it. I don't have the energy for it. I just don't care for it. It's just, it's not for for me. Um, I'd rather have a a smaller community of individuals who inspire me, you know, I enjoy than to be living in this, this world of um, let me, you know, get connected with people who care about me because they care about themselves more than anything else. Either way, not happening for me. I'm good. I'm, I'm real good off of that. Um, But the idea that this power that exists, which is this power to create influence, impact, um, good intentions to, to make a difference, to, you know, receive good, you know, energy and to enjoy, you know, the best intentions from people. That power is so unique that, you know, God really, truly, truly made us all individuals. And that was by design. And that's such a blessing. And being able to be the individual that you are and to allow that to influence everything that you do, be intertwined with everything that you're associated with, that alleviates a lot of stress and, um, you know, unforeseen circumstances and, you know, when making choices, it all connects, the dots all connect. And that's not, that's nothing else but being by design. That is intentional. That is purposeful. Um, You just have to recognize exactly what this means for you and what this is, this is a part of. It is definitely something that you will get wrong sometimes and you may regress. You may go back into your old ways because you have learned them. It's very comfortable for you. It works for the other person. No problem. You can't even see a life without them. There's so many reasons why we can talk ourselves out of not being authentic, that it may be hurtful to them because they no longer have you. But when I when people are interested and when I work with people who are like, uh, but I kind of just, you know, did this because others, whatever, whatever. What I say to them is this, how many times are you going to tell yourself no for something that you really, really, really want? You tell others yes, and you tell yourself no. And that power is basically sitting there. That power can change the world. That power can put you in a place that you thought you would never be. But the more you ignore it, the more you um, push it to the side, act like it doesn't exist, is the more that you basically create um, an opportunity for this 
this almost like shell of a person to exist in order to cope and to deal with your life. And living authentically is something that I identify with in every single community. Um, and I, I'm in awe of how so many people have decided to be authentic. And we see that, we see that sometimes visually, we see that in, within, um, relationships and, I, I, my hat goes off to you because you inspire me to, to peel back and, you know, and it's a process. Like I said, I'm still not, you know, 100% there, but it's a process to peel back those versions of you that maybe you've lost or you've adapted with. And it's very easy, especially when you are in a relationship or you are in, you know, school or in a, a job environment or an industry or have some sort of title to take on those behaviors that are accepted, those behaviors that are easily understood because you want to fit in. You want to fit in. You want to be loved. You want to have the perks of being able to deal with people in a way that they recognize, that they enjoy. But I would definitely highly recommend that you find a way to say, even in this big crowd of people who are all following this line, I want to be able to shine. I want to be able to receive the good that I deserve. And in order to do that, you genuinely have to let go the things that are not yours, that are not intended for you, that are not serving you, that are not working for you and be able to be okay with walking away, knowing that you're telling yourself, yes, that I love myself enough to hear myself out, feel, you know, my sense of, of, of pain and, you know, disconnect and saying no more. I will not give myself that anymore. And you really have to think about that in every instance that you're in. Like, where's your power in this situation? Is it over them, over the situation, or is it with you? And assess that every single time you come across a situation where there's friction or there's confusion, all of those sort of things. Are you giving up your power within your energy and your being and your uniqueness and authentic? to other circumstances in order to make them more comfortable, in order to consider them, in order to, you know, distract yourself. Like, what does that look like? And that, that will really shape and tell you exactly where you need to be and what you should be doing. And I just, I genuinely hope that you take some value in this and you really start to assess decision by decision, because we always have choices. And that's where, you're able to put one foot in front of the other is looking at that decision and then the next decision and the next decision. And then when you realize and you look back, majority of my decisions have been where I've told myself yes, whether it be someone asking you to go somewhere or, you know, um, wanting to do something that you don't want to do or um, just being in environments that you're no longer comfortable in and saying, you know what? I'm gonna cut this one short, and it's a process. It can it can happen overnight for you, but it can also be something where from now until the next six months, I'm just you know um, dissecting all these little pieces, and I'm making these little changes. And the goal is the overall. You want to be better than you were before. What's the overall look like? And you focus on that, and you 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 know kneel yourself towards that. All of those things make a world of a difference when it comes to um, just understanding what exactly matters and what exactly um, can make the difference that's necessary. So I just, I hope that you all have, 
you know, maybe learn a thing or two or take a chance on yourself to give yourself that freedom and that flexibility and enjoy the power that you have to create influence, to make a difference for yourself, but others, um, you know, this life wasn't meant for just us to be here. It was really meant for us to be living in our truths and living in, you know, the version of us that we, you know, are shining at all possible times. And I hope that you consider that. I hope you look forward to doing that and I hope you do the work. And I would definitely love to help you kind of lift, um, you know, those expectations and turn them into something that are tangible and that are impactful and meaningful and really, really change kind of the direction that you're in now into being a more authentic direction, regardless of what you've been through before, but you can really design your life in a better, in a new, in a different um, direction, especially with learning more information about options and what you can do, you know, what matters and what doesn't matter and all those sort of things. So thank you all for listening to another episode of Everything in Me. I deeply appreciate it. And I can't wait to chat with you guys in my next episode.